0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Farsight Podcast. I think these are going to become a bit more regular at the moment, mainly because of the fact that, of course, was on lockdown, I'm on a bit of a furlough from my day job, so I've got more time to do these kind of things. So apologies in advance if you start getting sick of my constant rambling. So anyway, uh, today I wanted to talk about NPCs, uh, non-player characters. I've been reading quite a lot recently about uh, voicing NPCs and whether you know you should voice act each of the characters that you've created to come across the players. Don't think that's one hundred percent necessary. Um, as long as you can get across what the NPCs are feeling, even if you just say the NPC looks a little bit upset um there's no need to go into voices it does help for story and sort of dramatic immersion for sure so what i tend to do is my major npcs that are going to have a big influence and going to be recurring or they're the big bad or the big good or the or the big brother whatever uh those are the ones that i will give voices to I'll think about accents. Uh, that, you know that aren't offensive, of course. Uh, I'll think about accents. I'll think about um, you know, the, the way that they talk, their attitude, that sort of thing. Because then that brings the NPC to life, especially if it's an ongoing NPC. He's going to be covering dozens of games and doing all sorts of things. I don't tend to do that with my sort of background NPCs. The kind of walk-on parts, you know, uh, the guy basically giving directions to the tavern, that sort of thing. Because, one, there's not much point, and two, it's difficult to keep track. And when um, one NPC starts f- uh, sounding very much like the other, then the players will start going, I mean, wasn't that the guy we talked to earlier? You know what I mean? Hang on a minute. Aren't you the bartender? I thought you were a blacksmith. You know what I mean? I mean, that doesn't happen literally, but it kind of brings across that effect. It kind of makes the world feel a little bit more bland. So a lot of the time, the background NPCs, are will be talking... In just normal voice, and I'll say, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll tell you where that is. Uh, just head down the road and turn to the right. Doesn't matter if it's male or female. Just head down to the road, turn right, and that's where you'll find uh, the Blue Lobster Tavern. So, you know what I mean? That's, that, 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 that's, that, and that's enough, because they're just looking for directions. I'm not going to sort of start going into proper Shakespearean. oh, head down the path and turn to the right. For some dude you've just literally just met on the street, it doesn't mean anything to the story whatsoever. I'll do that kind of voice for a major NPC, So if it's like a recurring barman he's got a big big, big rough voice what are you doing here? Don't don't you get into another fight in my bar you've got to pay for that you know what I mean then then you start adding those voices and when those voices become recognised for those characters it then makes the world feel a lot more alive makes it feel a lot more real to the players in the actual game One problem that I did have quite a lot when I was doing voices was, uh, originally was that um, the players would then sort of take notice of smaller NPCs uh, and then they get a lot of the attention, and they'll get a lot of the attention that I didn't want them to have. So they'll quite literally be in a tavern, they'll be looking around, and there'll be the shadowy elf in the corner looking a little bit dicey. They'll be the big uh, boisterous dwarf getting a bit drunk. All the all the basic stereotypes. And then they'll look over in the corner and see this little goblin, I don't know, serving drinks, and they'll say, well, what's the goblin's name? And then that's it, then you're buggered, because then they want to spend time with the goblin, especially if you give it a stupid voice, because that immediately gives it personality. So it doesn't matter what I've set up in that bar. It could be in a spaceport, or there could be in a, a tavern, or there could be in a, a bar in Chicago during the Vampire Uprising. It doesn't matter what major character I've created. I could, I, I could give him a massive modus operandi. I've given him a huge personality. I've given him all this stuff. There he is. That's the guy they're supposed to meet. The players walk in. They see him. They'll see the little goblin creature in the corner. Maybe when they get a bit of information and they'll walk over and they'll say, Hi, what's your name? Uh, and can you tell me where so-and-so is? And the goblin then comes across as quite a, a cute, endearing character. Oh, my name's Nob. Uh, there you can go and speak to that guy over there. He'll help you out. And the next thing you know, all they want to do is speak to Nob. There was a character um, in Warhammer, a game that ran a, a long time ago. Um, I couldn't think of a name for him. It's just a, a goblin who's basically chained up. And he was basically being forced to serve drinks in a bar. And that was it. It was just a little bit of um, sort of atmosphere, kind of a little bit of detail. Uh, I didn't even have a name for him. Uh, he had a stupid voice. Ah, oh, hello. Ah, oh, oh, hello. Oh, oh, can I can help you out. You know what I mean? He a stupid voice. And then they went over to him and they spoke to him. They found out his name was Gob. And that's the only thing I could come up with at the time. Hi, I'm Gob. That's the only thing I could come up with at the time. And the next thing you know, he's in the campaign for eight months god went with them everywhere they freed him they found out his background they um, trained him taught him how to use a sword and he went with them absolutely everywhere and i'm not going to lie to you it was an absolute nightmare trying to design games where this bloody goblin wasn't getting involved so there's a word of warning for you you can do as many wonderful voices as you as you want But there's a good chance you're going to make your character so endearing (laughs) that your players are going to drag them around with them no matter where they go. No matter what was happening, they wanted him on board. No matter where they went, oh, we're just going to head back to Outdoor to find out how the mate's getting on. How's the the Goblin getting on? You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, for God's sake, just leave him alone. That got really frustrating. Apart from character voices and, and voice acting and stuff like that. Uh, which, of which I'm not—I'm not a voice actor. I don't do anything like that. And, and good luck to those people who can do those kind of things. If you if you've got the range to put a voice on for a character and bring that character to life, then oh, I'm I'm so envious. Then then all more power to you. Then you go ahead and do that. But don't think that's the bar. Don't think that's something that, as a GM or a DM or a, or a referee or whatever you want to call yourself controlling the game. Don't think that's a bar that you have to meet. It really, really isn't. As long as you get across the feelings of that character... Even, like I say, even if you just say... Yeah, the barman looks at you and says... Oh, no, you can't do that. And he's looking really downbeat about it. He's he obviously, obviously a little bit down about the question. As long as you get across the feeling of that character... Then that should be enough. That should be enough. You don't go in t- you don't have to go into... Into, I don't know, Mel Blanc sort of mode... And sort of define that character f- just through his voice... It's what that character does that defines it, not how it sounds a lot of the time. So, also when I'm creating NPCs as well, yes, the voice and what have you can be important, uh, or getting across their um, intentions can be important. But what I find is more important a lot of the time is what they're actually there for in the game. So I developed this little system called a MOP, M-O-P. The M is motivation, the O is... um, Oh, (laughs) I forgot... This the O is objective. That was it. Should have written this down. The O is objective and the P is personality. So, your motive uh, and what they're actually there for you know, why is he there? Uh, well, somebody burnt down my, my village and I'm seeking revenge. Yeah, all right, Conan, calm down. So, that's what he's there for. The objective so, what is he trying to do? Well, that's the guy that burnt down my village. So I want to go after him. I want to cut his head off in front of all his mates. Yeah, all right, Conan, you're going a bit too far now. You know what I mean? Calm down. And then uh, the personality. What, what are they like how do they come across and you've got to if you take the uh, the motive and the objective into uh, consideration then you can actually create that kind of personality I'm gruff I can be a little bit boisterous uh, uh, but at the end of the day I just get the job done and I'm quite monosyllabic. ok yeah alright all right, Conan you've made your point so you know what I mean so that kind of helps define that character so if you are trying to figure out how am I going to create this character even if it's a complicated character just mop it M-O-P and that will give you three key ingredients to get that NPC up and running. And that's absolutely fine. All the voice acting, all the affectations like a, a raised shoulder or, or a slightly bent jaw so they sound a little bit different. All that comes later. If you're new to the to the hobby, don't stress about any of that right now. Just concentrate on telling a good story and having fun with your friends. Um, I'm not going to lie, actually have, putting those voices on can create a really tense atmosphere. Especially if it's a recognisable voice and the players come back to it and they'll hear that voice behind the court, behind the curtain or what have you down the hall and they'll think, oh, my God, that's, that's Baron von uh, Lichstoffen." oh no, it's him again. It, you know, They've recognised him without you even having to tell them who it is that they can hear. But if you have to tell them it, who it is that they can hear, then do so. Remember, you're all there to, to tell a story. Also... Just very quickly before I go, uh, players, as players, you are not expected to talk in character. You're not expected to put a voice on, you're not expected to put an accent on, anything like that. If you can, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. That will really, really help the immersion into the game. But I also don't demand from players to talk in character, even if they're using their own voices. If they want to say, my character says, put the gun down, or I'll shoot then that's absolutely fine. If they feel comfortable doing that, as long as they're comfortable, that's absolutely fine. I don't like it, and I've done this before and I'm guilty of it myself. Uh, they've said, oh, my character says, uh, put the gun down or I'll shoot. And then I used to say, as the games master, go on then, go on then, say it. Go on then, you say it. You play it. If they don't want to, they don't have to. A player knows their limits and you should respect that. And And also a referee as well knows their limits and you should respect that as well. But, yeah, it can be a lot of fun putting on voices, and it can be a lot of fun sort of detailing NPCs and making them work. So that's it for now. Uh, I've only hit my 10-minute mark, so I'm quite pleased with that one. And I will say goodbye. Uh, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.